0: Hey, you found me and I'm so glad you did. I have a lot of fun over here at A Juicy Pear Podcast. I love interviewing people from all walks of life and I especially like what makes a person tick. I ask the questions that people want to hear. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Wendy with the Juicy Pear Podcast, and I'm super excited about our guest today. His name is Brian Lonadier, and he is the author of the Caden Michaels versus Youngcom series. And I'm excited to have him here. I always love um, talking with other writers and authors, and here he is today. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. You know, I'm getting tired of the cooler weather uh, up in Michigan here, but, you know, spring's on its way, so...
1: Come to Texas, you won't be tired of it then.
0: So you are in Texas right now, and the weather is very warm.
1: It's about 60 right now. I think the high today is going to be in
0: the 80s. Yeah, that's nice. I would enjoy that. But I do, we're kind of talking off recording. I used to um, live down down there in Texas. I lived there for about three years, and I remember it being so hot. My car, of course, didn't have air conditioning, and I had gone in it to go, I don't know, the grocery store or whatever, and the seats were so... I got like welts on the back of my legs because the seats were so hot.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Vinyl and leather seats are not a good idea in Texas.
0: Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. But it was nice during the uh, winter months. I mean, because it wasn't like six feet of snow and, you know, freezing rain and all that. So anyway. Except for a
1: couple of years ago.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys had a really bad storm come in.
1: I lasted about a week. It was probably in the single digit temps for the first time ever.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. That was was crazy. Yeah, I feel like the weather all over the place is just kind of—it doesn't know really what to do. (laughs) Okay, so I'm excited to have you on. You're an author. Let's, I guess, just um, talk about when you were growing up. Did you know that you wanted to be a writer? Did you do a lot of writing um, growing up? What was your um, home life like?
1: Um, Well, I'm the youngest of three. My dad—he did contract work for the EPA, so he wasn't really home much. Um, My Brother and I, we used to be part of this forum group where we would write short stories. And it was different than most short stories. We would build off each other. Mm-hmm. So we'd make our own characters. He would write a scene out. And then I would take his scene, add my character to it. We, you know, just kind of built together. But we'd never write for each other. So that was challenging, but fun at the same time. And that's actually where I got the idea for Caden.
0: So, um, you, so you were a youngster and you liked writing way back when. This wasn't something that you just decided as an adult
1: no i i used to write a lot when i was a kid but then i stopped for a while mm-hmm. and life gets and in my life it does very much so but my wife actually found one of the excerpts from when i was writing on that forum group and um she said you know what this could be a book okay so here it is yeah
0: so yeah you, you have a series a whole series but we we before we get into that, I think, like, how is your process of writing? Does it, Do you have, like, a set time where you write so much during the day, or do you just kind of write when the moment strikes you? How do you write?
1: I write when the moment strikes. Um, I have a very busy schedule. Um, I'm in school full-time. I'm in, I work for retail. I'm a store manager of my little town here in April. And then I'm also on the city council here. So I write when I can.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How do you even have time to write?
1: Google Docs and my phone. Yeah.
0: I kind of write when the moment strikes me too. I feel like if I put that sort of pressure on myself, like, okay, you're going to be writing on this day and this day for two hours, then it would just sort of take the fun out of it. I mean, it would make me more organized, but. Yeah. And
1: that's, that's my thought too. It's more part of the moment. It's more free flowing, more fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because was just,
1: when an idea strikes, you're like, here we go.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, have you ever had like a really cool idea? Like you wake up in the middle of the night and then, um, and I've never done this again. I didn't have paper and pen near me. And I thought, oh, I'll remember it. I'll remember the idea. And then I go back to sleep. And of course, the next day, you know, the next morning, oh, I don't remember it. And I just like, oh, gosh. So I always keep paper and pen handy.
1: See, I write on Google Doc. So I've got there on my phone. I actually have done that a couple of times where I wake up and like, oh, let me do this. And I'll just open up the app and type it out real quick.
0: That's cool. I haven't and used that, Google Docs. Is do you you like it a lot?
1: I do because it's convenient for me. Okay. It can I can open it up the chapter that I'm working on from my phone, from my computer, from my laptop. Yeah. anywhere that I'm logged into.
0: it. Okay. So I was just going to ask you too, are you a plotter or a pantser? A pantser is sort of like uh fly by the seat of your pants, kind of a writer. A plotter is somebody, you know, who is very organized, highly organized, writes down everything from the scenes to the characters, everything.
1: Um, I'm a combination. So I've got specific things I want to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of fill in the story from there.
0: So the characters in your book, do you take people that you know and kind of change scenarios and names and things, or do you, um, completely make up the characters or is, a is it a little of both?
1: They are completely made up with the exception of Caden. Um, he is very flippant, sarcastic. And, um, I like to think he's witty and he is, I write him as the things I do myself or say myself or have said myself. So, so it's kind of
0: you. Yeah.
1: Caden is definitely me and it's, um, Everybody else is purely made up.
0: Okay. I kind of like do that with my books too. Um, there's a main character in my book called Brooke and they're like, are you her? I'm like, I guess I am. You know, I'm, I didn't really necessarily mean to be, but it just, that's just kind of how it worked out, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of how it happens. And it makes it really easy to write for those specific characters.
0: Yeah. Cause you know it, you really know that character, don't you? You should know yourself, right? <laughs>
1: a little bit, just a little bit.
0: Okay, so you have a series of books. It's called Caden Michaels versus Yencom Series. First of all, that's a very interesting title. Tell us a little bit about the books. How did you come up with this title and um, this genre?
1: Um, The genre, I've always been interested in in the young adult fantasy or fiction and fantasy novels. Percy Jackson, uh, Harry Potter, those have always been some of my favorites. As for the title, Caden Michaels, we made him up whenever I was in that forum group I mentioned earlier. And... um, just that's how it came about we used to watch this tv show called heroes and how people evolved into you know special abilities and that's the base or the premise of it where they evolved with this specific gene that gave them these special abilities mm-hmm. and so Caden discovers his but he's already trying to think how to put it <laughs> um Yencom is this global company that is also like the global face is a technology company but the back end of it they are hunting down these people with special abilities so that they can use them for their own game study them try to imitate what they do and so they discover caden and his ability and then he gets captured and he meets some of the other people in the group like rafael mercado uh he's a former professional boxer jackson brindley he's a pupubescent kid from louisiana who can control water.
0: Oh, nice. That's cool.
1: Um, and then Julie Campbell is another one that he meets. She is able to charm anybody to doing what she wants. Mm-hmm. So they all get captured and break out of this facility and go on the run, try to find their own freedom. Oh, basically cool. live their lives.
0: It sounds really cool. So how many books are in the series?
1: I have three that are planned. The first one is the one that's out right now. I am, I just started chapter 11 of the second one. The thing about this series though is the world that I'm building, even after the initial story is told, it can carry on in other forms. Okay. So, I mean, that can be like branches off, you know, to other series and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. When I wrote my first book, uh, A Gray Resort, it's based on where I grew up in northern Wisconsin on a summer resort. And it was really fun um, sort of atmosphere. But there was some paranormal stuff that happened too. And I thought it would make a nice premise for the book. And I was not intending on making it into a series at all. I didn't really want to because it took so long to write this, my first book. It took like eight years, but because I had twins and um, two sets of them and, you know, life got in the way. But then, you know, I got a lot of great press from it, a lot of great reviews. And they were like, you know, you really need to do another book. You need to do a series. This is not going to be done. The story is not going to be done with one book. I'm like, really? And they're like, no. So yeah, my second book came out um, beginning of this year in Awakening. And it's been really fun. I wrote that one during the pandemic. So when did your first book come out?
1: Uh, January 3rd of this year.
0: Okay. So the pandemic really, I, I bet in some way, kind of, I don't know, helped you a little bit. Maybe you had more time to finish the book? <laughs> oh, no. Or no. No. Okay.
1: No. Um, I work in retail. So mm. we were considered expendable, I mean, essential workers.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So I was working a lot more then.
0: So how did you get your book out?
1: It was before I started school again. So I was able to actually get this one written in probably six
0: months. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. I it just gonna ask kind of how long came to me. It just kind of poured out. And then um, my sister is actually an English major. So she was my editor. My wife does graphic design and stuff like that on the side. So she would actually design nice. the cover art. So it's kind of just like everything fell into place.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask you, how did you have, how did you get into the writing zone? I mean, do you just like, oh, I'm, I feel like I, this would be a really good idea for a chapter. And then you just make time, you just sit down and, and write it out?
1: Pretty much. I mean, there's no, like a lot of, a lot of writers will have their, their outlines. They'll have, you know, everything written out of what they want to do. And then just kind of go from there. For me, it's just, ooh, that works. Type it out.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And, and whether I get time or not, I've I've actually written chapters and you know, like half my paragraphs or scenes at work while I'm working.
0: Oh, yeah. I've done that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that, too. Like, oh, there's not much going on. Oh, here. I got a good idea here. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> it's kind of fun, though. I mean, it makes the day go quick. That's for sure.
1: Well, that and I live in a very small town and this has been a very supportive group of people. So. They'll come up there and I'll ask me have, you know how it's coming along and I'll tell them, hold on one second, I'll start typing it out. Are you, are you ready? Yes. Okay, hold on, I'll wait.
0: Well, that's nice <laughs> to have a support system behind you. That is really, it, it's, you, you need to have that because um, I think when you're first getting started, it's extremely difficult you know, I didn't know anybody in the publishing arena or anything in the writing. I mean, I just didn't know anybody. And it was really hard at first. It was hard to, I had no idea how to market the book or where to go for editing or how to get it out into Amazon and all that. I didn't know anything about that. And I, there was a lot of hurdles to overcome um, And that almost made me think, gosh, you know, this is so difficult. I don't really want to pursue this, but uh, actually I did want to pursue it. I just had that fire in my belly. I, I just felt like, you know, the story, I really wanted it to be told and to get it out there. So I persevered, but um, I could see where it would deter a lot of people, you know,
1: It's a very daunting task. It, is. it really is. Um, I sent my book off to, I don't know, 12 or 13, uh, agents who all rejected me. Mm-hmm. So I was kind, kind of, of like, me. it is, it is, but it's still, for lack of better terms, it still sucks. So one of my, actually the authors that are, that i one of my favorite authors at the moment is the uh, name of Shane Silvers. He writes the Nate Temple series. And he posted on his author's page one day about, you know, what are your new year's resolutions? So I said, up Mine is to get my book. Bu- my book published. He said, "Man, do a self-publish. Go, go indie." That's what I did, and and, mm-hmm. and it worked out great for me. It didn't work out for everybody, but it worked great for him. So he directed me to this Facebook group called Twenty Books to Fifty K, and it's for aspiring writers, established writers to help up-and-comers yeah. with, you know, whatever they need help with. Just kind of get you the right answers to do right. what you need to do that was a big help
0: too. It's so important to have that. And it's so, I mean, if you have a story in you and it wants to come out, um, you know, you're going to try to find a way to, to get around the hurdles. And, you know, I'm self-published as well. Indie authors, you know, I feel like there's a big plus to it in that we retain all of our creative rights, which um, I think is a huge plus.
1: Definitely,
0: You could go to a huge publishing company, but then you're, at the whim of what they want. You know, we're gonna change this cover or we're gonna change this about the book. And and then, you know, you're under contract and you have to go by what they say. So I I sort of like having the creative control because I feel like my book's good enough to be a movie. So hopefully it will be one day. And um yeah, I I just I like that. You know, I don't like to have my creativity stifled and, and made into somebody else's Vision of what it is because I'm the creator, you're the creator of your books, it's your vision, not anybody else's, you know.
1: Exactly. And then when people tell you it's not good enough, that's just kind of pushes you to prove them wrong.
0: Well, you know, that's interesting because usually, I mean, you're going to have all kinds of people saying, you know, that's the thing about being an author is, you know, you're really putting yourself out there at any time, anybody can say whatever. I mean, I'm always checking Amazon kind of every day and anybody can just say anything you're vulnerable but that's what's cool about being an artist is you know it's I don't really care (laughs) you know I just want to get my stuff out there and I want it to resonate um will it resonate with everyone I don't know I don't care. you know I just want it to resonate it's with some people you know and if they really love it that just makes me happy the other day I got a really great review and uh, it just makes my day I, I agree You're always going to have people and half the time, you don't even know if they actually read really read it. They just probably are not feeling good about themselves or whatnot and just wants to make everybody else not happy. I don't know.
1: I I agree with you 100% on that. I check my reviews every day. And so far, I've gotten nothing but good ones. But I would like to have some honest feedback. You know, I look forward to those as well. Just because that helps you to grow.
0: Absolutely. You can always learn from constructive criticism. That's really important. I mean, it's always also important to have another set of eyes on your stuff too, before it gets published, like somebody that you don't know or somebody just to look through it, just to make sure to give you some really good advice.
1: And that's one thing I didn't do with the first one that I will do with the second one is use beta readers. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. Um, I needed to do that the first time. I, I, I was well,
0: you learned that word impatience. Yeah, you know what is on your stuff is out there, and I'm excited for you. So you said it's going to be three books. So far. <laughs> can you let people know uh, where can people buy your books? Where they can get a hold of you, and if they want to contact you.
1: Uh, currently, they can get it on Amazon uh, or Barnes and Noble website. I have not put it in source. Not yet. Currently, they can find me on my Facebook page. You can look for Brian Lauder author. I'm also on TikTok and Instagram.
0: It's hard to Instagram all that, isn't it? It really is. I know.
1: Fortunately, with Facebook though, cuz they use their their Meta thing or whatever, their Yeah. the uh, Meta app and it'll post to both Facebook and Instagram cuz those are the same company. Yeah. So that that comes in handy.
0: It does, but I find that I I could spend an, an exorbitant amount of time doing marketing and graphic design stuff um when i c- should be writing but i do like doing the graphic design stuff it is kind of fun but you know like okay i got it to go on tic or tic tac <laughs> 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 and twitter too although i don't know how do you feel are you on twitter i am but i never i don't really never gotten feel, into it yeah i don't really feel it's a good platform for authors maybe i'm wrong who knows but um yeah it's hard keeping up with it all
1: It it is TikTok is more more fun though it's more laid back it's just kind of goofy
0: and it's got a lot of cool features too
1: it does it beats Um,
0: Instagram like but don't make a TikTok video and put it on a Instagram reel you don't want to do that they don't like they don't play nice they
1: will oh I do it anyway
0: (laughs) they'll shadow ban you yeah they don't like that well
1: what I do is I'll do a TikTok and then I will put the video on my Facebook page yep I'll, I'll do that and um.
0: Yeah, I've From there it also goes to the
1: Instagram too yeah. because they're
0: connected. Yeah, it's all connected. Well, God, it's been great. I'm glad you stopped by and um, talked to us uh, about your book and your writing process. I, you know, I always enjoy talking with authors and um, getting feedback and things. And uh, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you for having me. Also, just another update: my audio book will be out soon as well. Oh, that's um, exciting. Yeah, I was. He actually texted me or, uh, late last night and said hey it's all uploaded and it's ready to go so it's going to be available did... on audible Can his I name ask... is sam arnold
0: okay
1: uh samuel arnold he um it was kind of like serendipity really because this is his first book ever to do and it was my first book ever to do okay and um we just i mean we just kind of clicked right off the bat
0: what was it meant to we, be done
1: it, it was it, i mean this guy did an amazing job and I'm i'm looking forward to it being fully released
0: congratulations that's awesome i Thank you I haven't done audible yet i'm wanting to i'm i heard it's a little pricey uh that's something that i eventually would like to do with my books well that's
1: i mean that's what i was worried about too but there's an option to do a profit share type of thing so they only get paid if the book sells oh. so he gets a, like a cut of the sales i get a cut of the sales gets the rest but it was nothing out of pocket wow all right well, so, I I mean, have
0: to look into that
1: it was definitely, definitely meant to be.
0: Well, I wish you all the best and uh, thank you again for coming on. And, folks, I'll have all his info in the show notes and you take care of yourself.
1: Thank you very much. It was great being here. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, thank you for listening and I'm so glad you're here. I had so much fun and hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more episodes, please subscribe to my website, ajuicypairpodcast.com. See you there. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy, and you just listened to another episode of A Juicy Pear Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Each week I have new content and I love talking with creatives. Tell your friends and family. And if you're feeling led, hey, you can buy me a coffee on ajuicypairpodcast.com.